Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The debate last night had moments, but it had issues. And I'll get into the issues coming up. But I want to dig in on some of the moments. Because this was a debate about like subjects. Abortion was detailed. Uh, Israel and Hamas was detailed. The economy uh, got, got detailed. Military uh, got detailed. These were good things. A whole conversation of TikTok, including Vivek Ramaswamy calling out Nikki Haley's daughter. Because there's a conversation about banning TikTok, and this was Vivek. Well, I I, want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just answer. If you didn't catch that at the end, that was Nikki Haley saying out loud, you're just scum. Look, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy comes across smarmy. He does. He does. Uh, He comes across snot-nosed and he comes across pompous. Doesn't mean that every now and then he doesn't hit something extremely well and can get you talking about him. That's what I want to share. This is the popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. There it is. It's a story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn because there is more. Ramaswamy started out of the gate in this debate. He was the only person who seems to understand that his job is to make people think of him. And I'll get to what that means uh, at 7.45. But this is how Vivek Ramaswamy started. This was his opening statement. This runs a little bit, but it was something. Uh, Mr. Ramaswamy, let me turn to you. Uh, Please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We're a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. 
Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Rothbard, this is how we get our country back. Because this media rigged the 2016 election, they rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story, Mr. Ramos, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Let me turn to Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? Audience, audience, let's not do this. Let's, let's not do this. Let's let the candidates. Let's let the candidate answer. Okay, Lester Holt. Um, that is how you get attention. Now, the rigging conversation, I don't know if that still connects with, with, with America. But he brought up the specific. He didn't talk about uh, actual results in Georgia or Pennsylvania, et cetera. He talked about the Hunter Biden laptop story, to which the press should be held accountable every day, which is why they should never be trusted at face value, something we've discussed here. The Rona McDaniel hit. Rona McDaniel, according to sources, was out of her head for that whole debate. People all around her could hear her being upset. After the debate, you'll actually could see video uh, at the end there of uh, Vivek Ramaswamy kind of kneeling down in a conversation. That's with Rona McDaniel, and she was hot. And then she goes on and does some interviews. Well, I think we should be focused on, on beating Joe Biden. Rona McDaniel went on the Ruthless podcast uh, to say that she can't help the states. I I do not believe that to be true. Rona McDaniel has failed. We have uh, seen the Republican losses. Uh, She has to be held responsible. I believe that to be true. This is, and and this this direct hit on on media failures, that stuff moves, uh, gets people excited. It gets them saying, yes, that's excellent. The problem with Vivek Ramaswamy is he can't just stay there. He cannot stay focused. He can't do it. He is not capable of um, reining in his own madness. So I will use an example of this. This is Vivek Ramaswamy talking about Ukraine. And it is very obvious that he is playing to a particular segment of the Republican Party and not the whole Republican Party and certainly not the whole of America. Urgent new plea. Where do you stand on more funding? I'm absolutely unpersuaded. And I'm actually enjoying watching the Ukraine hawks quietly, delicately tiptoe back from their position as this thing has unwound into a disaster. The first half of this race, I was the only person standing for it. Now they're actually quietly coming around to being more cautious as they should. Level with the American people here. Ukraine is not a paragon of democracy. 
This is a country that has banned 11 opposition parties. It has consolidated all media into one state TV media arm. That's not democratic. It has threatened not to hold elections this year unless the U.S. forks over more money. That is not democratic. It has celebrated a Nazi in its ranks, the comedian in cargo pants, a man called Zelensky, doing it in their own ranks. That is not democratic. More facts for you that you won't hear from the mainstream in either party or the mainstream media. The regions of Ukraine that are occupied by Russia right now in the Donbass, Luhansk, Donetsk, these are Russian-speaking regions that have not even been part of Ukraine since 2014, that other people probably couldn't name those provinces for you. Those are the hard facts. And so to frame this as some kind of battle between good versus evil, don't buy it. This argument, I believe, falls flat. Don't get me wrong, for the people who don't want anything to do with Ukraine, of course, they'll share anything that involves not having anything to do with Ukraine. But calling uh, um, Zelensky a Nazi, the comedian in cargo pants, because he was, he was a stand-up comic, that's seen as cutesy. And if we're going to at least take a look at this in a foreign policy conversation, your entire talk here has nothing to do with Russia, which it should have something to do with. This starts him down the road of getting away from policy and conversations that could provide value. He does this time and again. Let me see if I can be one more bit of cute. Let me see if I can get one more zinger in there. Let me see if I can be uh, more dismissive. Hitting the other candidates matters, except when you're purposefully avoiding one. Uh, Ramaswamy had some very good hits, some really interesting lines. But I don't think he moved himself up. Because like all the candidates, they all missed the mark. I'll have that story coming up.